Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told, you have breast cancer, stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we're being given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Welcome everyone, welcome to another episode of Breast Cancer Heroes Journey. Today I'm talking to Delma. Now I didn't get to pronounce her surname beforehand so I apologise Delma. She's an energetic wound healer, a coach and a writer. Now she's also helps others do self-healing. Now you've heard me speak before how it's really important not only to on your journey, your breast cancer journey or any other journey to heal you physically but it's also important to feel yourself, to heal yourself emotionally and spiritually. Um, she heals and she, she helps self-healers and healers to move beyond their energetic wounds and shine brighter than they thought possible that they could show up in their lives to heal themselves, which is really important. Also their families and their soul tribe, which I believe the moment you heal yourself energetically, it does uh, it goes out there and a lot of other people can heal from it as well. Um, she's the creator of Chakra Bliss Healing Method that simplifies healing with crystals, author of 40 Days of Shanti Mantra Journal and the host of the Conversation with Healers podcast. She loves holding healing space for those with energetic wounds and teaches fully, teaches bliss-filled healing, movement and meditation journeys. Right, so you can find out more about her. Um, she's offering and she can, you can take a quiz to determine your energetic wounds and how you can show up in your life. I'll have all her websites all her Instagram, all her Facebook there for you available. But you can go to a drop of Om, which I really love that name. And having said all of this, welcome, Dalma. Hello. Happy to be here. Hi, Grace. Thank you for joining us today. Like I said, I didn't get to uh, practice your surname and I didn't want to <laughs> kill it. That's so okay. if you want to let any, everyone know what your surname is? Uh, it's Damla Aktikin. It's oh wow, Turkish, Turkish name and a Turkish last name. Beautiful. Now Delma comes out of. Uh, she's living in Boston, in the US. Um, so Delma, like I said, you know this is something that is close to my heart. I've worked with crystals. I think I've worked with crystals probably close to ten years now. Do you know what I mean? I started off with a little bit of crystals here and a little bit of crystals there, but it wasn't just a matter of oh, I'm just going to put this crystal here and. That's going to do all the job. So I started to learn how the healing process of comes 
out of using um, holistic healing. And it, it, when we use the word holistic, it can be bastardized these days, unfortunately, as well. But we're looking at the real healing of using yourself and the methods around you. So, the, the you know, just explain to everyone how you got involved in all of this healing, uh, this holistic healing or energetic healing. Well, I needed to heal myself. That was my first entry point, as it so happens with a lot of people. I went through um, two major healing crises, if you will, as I started my profession, professional life as a business management consultant. I found myself with uh, debilitating migraines, and I started to uh, go into learning more and more about yoga and movement practice and the philosophy behind it. And then my, my, my next crisis came in 2012, I became a mom and I, I had an emergency C-section. What I, I knew and practiced with yoga wasn't working. It wasn't helping me anymore. Um, my body felt strange. It didn't feel like I could do all the beautiful movements I could do before. And it was Im almost impossible to meditate and in, in that space of becoming a new mom, I was just, um, I was suffering. And at first I started to experiment with mantras and then I found myself gravitated towards crystals. And when crystal healing was any little time I could find be, be, um, in between uh, being a mom and, and you know, being in the world, I would have five minutes and I would place crystals on me and then I would, I would just sit or lie down with them. And I started to feel small shifts and I started to feel a little bit more myself, like myself each and every time I, I partnered with crystals. And as I went into this practice of spending time with crystals more and more, and I started to research more, I actually began to very quickly practice crystal healing just intuitively just whatever would come over me on my friends and family which then turned into my healing practice that I have now and then I started to offer workshops live workshops to groups of people to help them experience crystal healing and in the process I started to get a lot of questions from people they would ask what crystal should I use for this ailment what crystals should go where and as i said with those questions um one thing that was very clear to me first of all i don't like using the word use when it comes to crystals because it's a little bit like saying let's say um you grace are a vibrational structure and a vibrational being and i meet you and i say to you what can i use you for what are you good mm. for what benefits can you give me mm. versus saying i meet you i see your beautiful smile and i introduce myself you introduce yourself and we start to go into this energetic relationship and that's what i've i've been teaching in my um crystal healing courses and in crystal healing workshops is that I am more interested in creating a loving connection with crystals, which in turn translates into creating that loving connection with yourself. 
Beautiful. I and I agree with everything you've just said there. It's such a it is such a beautiful thing because like I said, I don't just I mean I do I, I'm wearing these specific crystals today because I'm not like there's something happening in my body that I, I want to energetically heal. So that's why I'm wearing them. They're not just because of the beautiful colors, they're all different for different reasons. Um but I love the way you say I don't use them, the word use. And it is, you know, um, a word that we put out there. But we don't mean to, but we can't. I get what you're saying because you need to connect with it. You know, I remember many times as well when people would come to, because I sell crystals as well, and people would come to me and say, well, which crystal's good for me? And I would say, well, it's, you don't ask me you've got to feel the crystal that's drawing to you. And a lot of people would say, well, this ugly-looking crystal is drawing to me. And I'm saying it's not ugly. It's there for a reason. And then when I go into the meaning, it's what they needed. It was that connection that they needed. Um, but I would never sell a crystal just for the sake of selling. Does that make sense? Because I knew that the energy was a lot more profound than that. So that's that's really great how you, you explained that. I really like the way you said that. So um, so basically, so you started using the crystals for yourself to heal. You then expanded that. You started healing uh, friends and family, started showing them how to heal with energetic energies because, like you said, we all are made out of energy. Um, so how did you get involved in the other things like the chakras and all that or, you know, how did you expand all of your knowledge and, and what did you do from there? Well, the, the chakra philosophy was already with me because I had, I actually, from my corporate job, I transitioned into being a full-time yoga teacher and then a yoga studio manager. Um, so, and I, I went pretty deep into the philosophy of yoga. So the chakra knowledge was already with me. What came after or through working with crystals is though I became more and more in tune with not just what the crystals were saying to me, but also what the chakras were, were telling me. Meaning I could sense and feel, if I tuned into my body, I could sense and feel what areas of my body or what chakras were having a little trouble that day. And then uh, I quickly realized that I, I also was able to do the same for other people. Um, no matter where they are, even through an internet connection, I can sort of tune into someone and say, okay, like this, this chakra is sort of giving me a red light. There's something going on here that this person needs to work with or look at. And um, everything else, I also work with sound, with tuning forks. I, I love EFT tapping or emotional freedom technique tapping. For me, all of those things, as well as crystals, fall under the umbrella of like healing because that was my journey discovering starting my life um, in in a mind-based world where I everything was analytical to moving into a body-based world where I was a yoga teacher to discovering even that wasn't enough that I needed to understand that I also existed in a vibrational realm I don't end in my bones and skin I am a multi-dimensional electromagnetic being that extends beyond my skin and there are records of time there in that field as well as in my body so all of these things combine um, they all inform my work now and specifically the, the chakra part is, it's just my uh, 
the language that that um, my intuition uses to tell me, okay, like this is this is what's coming up for for a client, or this is coming up what's coming up for a family member, and I help people decipher um, and locate in their bodies what that information might be. Yeah, I think that's. I love the way you said that because I believe once we start working with vibrations and energies. Not everyone has that. Um, excuse me. I'm just going to take a sip. Excuse me for that. Not everyone has what it takes, and it's not a bad thing, but some of us can feel the energies of others. And when you start working with vibrations and energies, I believe it also opens, you know, it doesn't make us more special, but it opens another portal in us that we're able to understand that, like you said, you know, when someone comes in, you could sort of start feeling the energy of where they needed that healing. It's like it's like having that little special little something that we we can we can see or feel from someone else, you know. And and I always talk about that as well because I talk about how it's important to understand what you're feeling, but also look at the vibration and the energy that the people around you have because if you're going through like you're, yourself, you're going through a, a energetic. Uh, I, I, I mispronounced what you said, how you what you described it as that 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 moment. Um, but if you're going through that, your energy is already trying to adjust and trying to heal, and then you have other people's energies that could disrupt that. And it's not a matter of just shutting them out, but it's a matter of understanding. Right? Okay, I'm on this vibration. Okay, I'm just going to get you in the same vibration as me or vice versa. So I love how you said that because I think it's really, really important for um, people to understand how we are all different energetically but how we can respect each other and understand each other's energies, you know. Um, and no one's, I believe no one's a bad person. That's my motto. I just think that they're here, they're hurting or they're trying to heal. So um, now, you know, I love the way you, you speak about all of these because it's really important. And I just want to go back on the chakras because I always talk about the chakras as well. Um, if you asked me, I think the majority of my, I don't want to call them problems, but my uh, my journal, 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 journey, in my life comes from my base i think so uh the base chakra you know um i don't have a problem with my throat chakra as you can see <laughs> but i i express a lot through my my throat chakra and i'm not going to sit here and say man my third eye is just completely open and i'm oh, sorry my third eye completely open and my crown's open and i'm all healed and things like that but um for someone who's going through a trauma, and like I say, you know, this is about breast cancer, but it's not just about breast cancer. And I want to, I want to speak to also people that can heal themselves before it gets to that disease area. Um, how would people, with your understanding and your knowledge, how would people know which chakra that they need help on? Like, where do they go? Where do they start? Well, they don't have to know anything about chakras to be able to close their eyes and say, what's happening in my body right now? Which part of my body is asking for attention? And for me, I read bodies, right? I read energy. So if you told me, if you gave me that information, I can tell you, I can give you a little bit more insight on what exactly is going on. But if you're just starting out, 
just that information of training yourself to tune into your body is critical. And then even noticing what parts of the body are you not able to access? What parts of the body are strange to you? What parts aren't speaking to you? Or what parts are too painful, too uncomfortable to go into? Wow. And it becomes this journey, Grace, of I love how you said, let's not wait until things hit the fan <laughs> to heal ourselves. <laughs> it's an ongoing self-healing journey, right? Every mm -hmm. single day we have to ask ourselves, okay, what do I need energetically today? What do I, what can I offer myself that would sort of begin to um, help that inner child feel safe? What can I offer myself that would make me feel if your trauma is related to the throat chakra, let's say, uh, heard, seen, and understood? Mm. If your trauma is related to your third chakra, let's say, for your power stage, what would help me feel more in control of my life? How can I reclaim my power? Because when you complain, you're giving away your power. When you use pronouns that are not I, you're giving away your power. So how can I reclaim that power? And it's not something that you have to do by yourself. You can obviously get help from me or another healer that you start you you trust. And then it becomes this journey of for me too personally, the um, the dance of there are certain uh, portions of my life where I I know I need help. I know I need to work with someone I trust. And, and I do that, but I also have to tend to my energetic needs every single day, um, which is another reason. One of the one of the things that I'm offering my clients is this monthly membership where they can it's available to them every single day. It takes an investment to work with me, um, but then I want people to have that energetic container where they know they their feels will be cleared they know they can feel safe to feel everything and to process everything and and so much of the pandemic i feel like uh regardless of your personal circumstances has awakened our trauma to come up to the surface and it's absolutely crucial for us now to sit in in a loving container where we can listen to our bodies and begin to heal and connect with crystals, like whatever it is that mm. nourishes you doing that nourishing thing over and over again. Wow. And I, I agree 10,000% because I, I would say to people, um, you know, when the pandemic started, I would actually say to people, guys, look at this. And I, I know my metaphor probably doesn't, you know, it's not right, but I say to people, look at this as like you've just been diagnosed with cancer. And what I mean by that is when I got diagnosed with cancer, energetically, physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, I started to detox a lot of things around me that were no longer serving me and I was bringing in more love. I was surrounding myself with loving people. I was loving myself more, things like that. And that's when I say to people, use this time to get rid of things that no longer serve you and bring in the, the feeling. I even get goosebumps saying it, the feeling, the power beyond you where you can feel, you know what, doesn't matter what's happening around me, I'm good. I can, I can, you can't change with that, but I can change how I perceive it. I can change how I accept it. 
um, and I can change how I'm going to allow it to affect me, yes or no. So I find that really, I, I agree with you 10,000% because I think it's especially now, instead of throwing your anger outwards, it's more about, right, what can I do for me, my community, my family, you know, to get into that healing space um, because we don't know what tomorrow brings. And we, because we don't know what tomorrow brings, we don't know how far this goes. We, and it's like a journey, isn't it? You don't know when it's going to stop. Uh, and I say that also with the women who are diagnosed with breast cancer. I don't just look at women who are stage one and they're going to heal. I look at people who are stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, terminal. You're still going to heal this because the moment comes when we have to check out of this world when this is when your heart is and your mind and your spirit's in a right and a peaceful place, you're okay. You know, you're okay. But if you take all of that other energy with you, you're going to have a hard time. So um, I really like the way you said that. And I, and I really like the way that you have to be accountable. If you're going to do this, you have to be accountable to healing yourself. Don't, don't just say, hey, Dharma, here I am, heal me. You know, it, 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 it doesn't works. work like that anyways. It doesn't. It's it's similar to um, partnering with crystals. Um, my healing work, private one-on-one, -on -one is partnering with you. It's not, I'm not doing something to you. I'm simply helping you discover all these places and you, you maybe haven't looked at yet. And um, I love what you're saying because it's... Um, for me, the thing that helped me was crystals, right? The thing that helped me was all this vibrational um, tools and methods. And, and I found beauty in them. I found relief in them. So for someone who's going through some something like breast cancer or anything that's awakening their inner trauma, I think it's really important to try new things. You've just heard about crystal healing. Go ahead and try it. You come to my membership or I have I have a free uh, course on my website that you can take. It's all about crystal healing myths. But it's um, when you're drawn to something, it's really important for you to go ahead and try it. And then it's also important for you to say, OK, um, again, coming back to the um, the initial part of it, the meeting of the needs. Um, and relating it to your name, Grace, like how how can I give myself grace today? Maybe your journey isn't to say, I am going to be meditating like this many hours a day with crystals. <laughs> Maybe your journey is just picking one crystal and you you breathe with, with her for five minutes that day. And then the next day, you're drawn to taking a walk. And the next day you're drawn to talking to a friend. The next day you're drawn to, you know, maybe calling your therapist or your healer. So it's it's following all these inner impulses and coming back to the intuition mm -hmm. saying, okay, this, this being that I am deserves my care, deserves my attention. And this being that I am knows what she needs. How can I honor that? How can I be there for that lovingly and gently and, um, and honestly, playfully, it's it's fun to engage with crystals. It's fun to try something new and following that intuition and following that draw towards um, fun and play. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it, 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 I, I do see, that's the thing. That's why I was so, I said to my husband, I am so excited. For this <laughs> Not don't, no disrespect to any of my other um, guests because they've been amazing, but it's because it's, you know, it's one of those places where it's like, yes, this is what I've been saying, you know, because I can say it until the cows come home. I can say it until I'm blue in the face, but you know, when I would say to people, as an example, I wore amethyst. I wore amethyst throughout my whole breast cancer um, journey uh, while I was going through all the stuff of healing myself. I still had the cancer and everything. I was healing myself. And I surrounded myself with a lot more amethyst than anything else. And I was using amethyst. I'd When I'd go to bed, I'd wake up in the morning with amethyst, obviously not the rough amethyst, but like a love heart, you know, a smooth one. And I'd wake up in the morning with it. Then one day, um, you know, I get the diagnosis, I get told, yep, you're cancer-free. And I probably about, I, I think it was about a month or two later, and I, wanted, I want your intake on this as well because what I perceived it as, um, my bracelet broke. And I thought, oh, no, my bracelet broke. But then I thought, hang on a minute, Grace, wait, 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 wait. You no longer need it. It served you. You've, you've had that relationship, now it's time to move beyond that. And I thought of it as a blessing. I gave it thanks and I and I put it in running water. You know, I took it uh, to a river and I put it in running water and I put a prayer in it and a good intention because like all my crystals, I put always a good intention before I even wear them. But also when, they, when that happened, I thought, thank you, thank you for guiding me, for being there. It was a it was it was like having a um for me it was like having a support team part of my support team you know i worked with it i would go in to my appointments with my hands like that through my crystal i never could see it and i would put it in a prayer and i would use it i because the only things i could bring because you know when you're going into x-rays you can't wear jewelry things like that but i would always have my amethyst bracelet and that would be the last thing i took off before i go into get a scan to me it was really really important to work with amethyst at that time you know what i mean it was like i need to surround myself with amethyst yes do i surround myself with everything else i do when i need it like you said i need that relationship guess what i'm picking up you know but i don't abandon it i don't abandon it so yeah. what's your take on that yeah that's um that's beautiful grace what if i was to tell you that that crystal that you had in your hand and and where that you were wearing was simply a representation of your inner beauty and love wow that was a representation of you that you could touch that you could feel that you could see the beauty and what if i told you that you actually didn't even need it because you are a crystal your bones are 65% or more minerals. Your body is made up of water, which is a liquid crystal. Your DNA is a liquid crystal. The fascia that actually, similar to crystals, takes in and it actually creates an electrical charge through touch, a piezoelectric charge, and distributes it through your body and can give out electrical information, is also a liquid crystal. Your teeth you're looking at your bones the minerals they're crystals 
So anytime you look into someone's eyes, you're looking into crystals. So you have found a way to carry with you the beauty that you are. Mm. And you found a way through the help of this crystal to connect with the beauty that you are. And I love crystals for that. I love them for that. And that's, I'm all about it. But I also want you and everyone listening to remember, you are that. Mm. You are that beauty that you're seeking. People often ask me like, how many crystals should I get? How many, like, which kind, I'm like, do you begin to realize who and what you are? Do you begin to realize like how much power you have when you're partnering with a crystal, you're simply awakening the trust in you to be able to partner with yourself and the rest of the, the multiverse that's already connected to you with invisible bonds mm -hmm. in the quantum realm. So when you are saying something like, what kind of crystal do I need? The only kind of crystal you need is the one that you're finding beautiful so that in the times that it's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and see that beauty, that crystal is simply there to remind you, you are that which you find beautiful already. You bring tears to my eyes. You really do. Because <laughs> I, if I, you know, as a, it's like we're having a one-on-one -on -one here. <laughs> um, and as soon as you said that, that was the one thing I was struggling to find with myself while I was going through that. It was it was hard for me to find the beauty within. It was hard for me to love myself. I started loving myself when I was diagnosed with cancer. That was at the age of 47. I loved myself for the first time. Now I love myself until it's crazy. But you know what I mean? But it was just, it, it really touched the core because it was like, oh, that's exactly what I was feeling. I was feeling that I wasn't for myself loved enough, good enough, beautiful enough. Um, so I thank you for that, man. It's like, my wow. Pleasure. It's <laughs> my pleasure. That's what I'm, in I'm my soul. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm learning through this relationship with crystals is that um, it's honestly, you don't even need a physical crystal. You can think of any crystal you want mm. in your mind and they're there for you. But this physical body, this sacred home that you have, that your soul occupies, mm. is also here for you. And that, I feel, is my mission to remind people of the beauty and the power that lives literally in you, mm. in you, and is there for you. Wow. Wow. That's so profound. I love it. I love it. But for saying that, you know, because I, I do, I understand what you're saying. Um, but for those that think, you know, I need to have something physical to feel connected, um, you know, someone who's going through a trauma of some sort, like I always say, it doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, when we say traumas, it could even be a bad day or a migraine. Well, I love the way you said about migraines. Well, not love the way you said about migraines. I suffered migraines for years. I think I was... I think I was 35 when I stopped having a migraine. Um, and that's, I, I 
I took another path in that, um, again, holistic as it was. Um, it was the first time I drank plant medicine. Um, I healed that part of the migraine. But it wasn't the migraine, and we know that. It's what we were carrying at the time. So I helped heal that. Um, so, and then I remember going into the doctor and he's like, I need to prescribe you more tablets. So I'm like, I don't need them. I don't have a migraine. And it's hard to tell a doctor, a Western medicine doctor, when he says, why, what did you do? And you're like, nothing. I just don't need it anymore. Because, <laughs> you know, how do you explain that you've just taken plant medicine, you know? So it was a bit difficult. But I get what you're saying. It wasn't the migraine. I didn't heal the migraine. I healed the pain. I healed the trauma. I healed the feeling, whatever was going behind that migraine. Um, so, but those, but I also, when I have a headache, and I see, this is the thing, you're making me think. And I love it. No, I love it. Because when I have a when I have a headache, I put a rose quartz on my forehead. I put it here, a small rose quartz here. I don't take tablets. I put a small rose quartz. So does that mean I'm connecting with the love within me? Because obviously rose quartz represents self-love. Is that what I'm isn't that limited? What if I was to tell you, Grace, you're only about um, eating sushi <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you're, like, you're only good for that. Right. Oh, versus, versus as Grace, as this vibrational being, you're capable of so much connection, oh. so much creativity, so much joy and love. Similar with crystals. I refrain from attaching certain qualities to crystals because even within a given species like amethyst or rose quartz each sample each single quartz that you hold in your hand is going to have a different personality mm. different they will have one single different you know crystalline structure in them that makes them unique and Similar to how you connect with, let's say you 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 meet someone and you're instantly drawn to them and you can instantly feel close to them and they understand you. And there's perhaps another person that you don't feel that connection with. It's similar with crystals. And when you're connected with someone, it's not necessarily, you know, what you're creating together doesn't have to be limited. It doesn't have to be limited. That said, I will say I I have an online course called Crystal Healing Simplified. One of the things I teach there is not to go out and buy like 30 different crystals, but get yourself four and five and consistently um, practice with them and connect with them and cultivate that loving connection with, with them by treating them as sacred, sacred nature, sacred medicine. And then over time, what happens is what I found in my practice is, yes, there are certain crystals that I'm drawn to for for certain issues let's say if i'm meditating i love meditating with an andara crystal mm. or if i'm wanting to be grounded i might be drawn to um another earth-based crystal mm -hmm. but it's not you know it's not to say that that earth-based crystal um 
like a jade is only going to do that. Yeah. That's that hasn't been my experience. Also, as a new mom, as I was discovering and diving into this rich world of crystals, um, I didn't have time to read books, Grace. <laughs> To, to say, let me memorize where this crystal goes. I had like five minutes of just you know doing my own thing, and and I just went into it intuitively, and yeah. I didn't. And when I did later on look at books and other resources, I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't like the the information was contradictory at times, um, and it didn't make sense to me because what I was experiencing wasn't being defined in those limiting terms if that makes sense yes yes it does it does because when people would come to me and say you know i want this crystal but i want it for this reason and not the reason it says and i would say to them if you google this crystal you would find so many different healing benefits from it it's not just one i would say that to them because yes you know i might have a little card that has a a description but I, what am I going to do have a book about a crystal and say well here you want to know what this crystal is read this and then let me know if this is the crystal you need so I would have a small description and they would say oh no this isn't the crystal I need because it's not what I need it for and I would say if you go onto Google or wherever and you Google that you will find so many different benefits from this crystal it's just that what it is is we're just narrowing it down for like this one for this, this one for this, for now. But I would also, uh, to the point where I would actually send, um, <clears throat> people would buy a small crystal off me of $3, $5, whatever it was, and I would send them an email of so much information about that crystal so they could better understand what's behind it. Not, don't, like I would say to people, don't just get it to buy it. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I'm probably the worst salesperson in the world. <laughs> I really am because I would say to people, don't buy it if you don't connect with it. You know, I'm not there going, yes, yes, yes. Oh, you're a young girl. Oh, you're having trouble with boys. Here, have this massive rose. No, I was more like if you're not connected to it, don't buy it, you know. So I would sometimes I would spend, you know, eight hours of a day at a market and come home with a smile on my face and my husband would be like, wow, did you kill it today? And I'm like, no, did you know people I put a smile on their face today? That was my goal. And I would always say that, for me, I would always say that my crystals was the shop front of really what's happening. It was a bridge for people to open up and talk to me about what was happening in their lives and that was just there to guide us you know and they would walk off with nothing you know and I wasn't upset I wasn't upset because for me it's like and I guess it's for yourself you know already what the benefits are of working you know within yourself with the crystal and things like that that you don't need to be uh, reassured you yourself doesn't need to be reassured. So I didn't need to be reassured by buying someone buying my crystal. I would get reassured. See, it is working. You know what I'm saying? It was it, for me? It was like I was contradicting what I was doing. Well, you were so, doing your light. You're doing your light work through crystals. I was right? serving as yeah. I was at service. 
That's what yeah. I say to people. My husband says it the same. We are at service. Whatever that means, we're here for serving. We're here to serve. That's it. We're at service. Yeah. You know, uh, what, whatever it may be. Um, I really want to touch on your um, your Shanti Mantra journal because I found that because that just explain to people because I mean obviously we've hear hear about mantras that people say. <clears throat> My husband's Buddhist, you know, so I know about all the mantras in a Buddhist temple, but it's not always the same. I'm not going to sit here and go, "This is all you have to do, guys." You know. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> again, this is all you have to do and everything's, you know, we're not talking about the magic pill here. We're talking about self-healing for a purpose. Um, people who are looking, you know, who are watching this or are listening to this, we're not telling you to get a crystal and it's going to heal all your problems or do a mantra, it's going to heal you. You have to heal you. You have to heal It yourself. is, as you say, it is mantra as the word means mantra a tool for the mind and what a mantra does is so with the crystal you can hold the vibration right you can hold this beautiful vibration in your hand and feel it and touch it mm. and you can make it warm and you can feel as it's warmed or cold with a mantra you can um give voice to it and the mantras, the mantra that I'm teaching in the 40 days of Shanti mantra journal is Om Shanti Om. Very simple. Shanti means peace in Sanskrit. Om, peace, Om. And you can, I actually have a worksheet where you can choose any area of your life that you want to bring peace to. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a health issue, or whether it's financial, so it doesn't matter. I just wanted to keep it simple. There are a million and one, one mantras out there, but Om Peace Om is pretty much what we're all looking for. And what happens with a mantra is that you're, as you're going through uh, the chanting journey, it's it's very simple. In 40 days, you, you get a, a mala or a 108 necklace. Beautiful. Yeah, and I like the crystal ones obviously yeah. <laughs> to absorb the energy. Yeah. And you you repeat this vibration at least one or eight times each day. So that's the classical mantra practice. Um, and over time, you realize two things. First of all, it's not about injecting peace into your life. It's more about finding where the resistance is. Mm. So what one are one of two things will happen when people start mantra practice, Grace. They are going to start um, to either find that, oh my God, this the beads are too small, Grace. They're too small. <laughs> oh no, they're too big. They're too big. That I'm seeding. I mean, it's too hard. No, it's too soft. Like my back yeah. is. Hard. You know what I mean. So as they sit with this pure vibration of peace, the stuff will begin to come up. Yes. <laughs> and it's not about the mala. It's not even about the mantra. Yeah. It's about you staying with what comes up. And the journal is available on Amazon.com. It's called 40 Days of Shanti uh, Mantra Journal. The journal helps you take note of all of these. And it also, the second thing that happens, 
grace is um and i have this as a as a piece or as a part in the in the journal is you begin to notice more things that are there to bring you peace and the question i have there is what signs symbols synchronicities dreams words or um songs you're you're notice you have noticed today about your intention and about this practice of peace and i have had so many people write to me saying like the moment they start to practice it's like their their filter opens up and they're like oh this this thing i just saw like a license plate with om shanti om or i just i just saw this i just heard this song and i got reminded of this so it just opens up your inner energetic pathways to take in that peace into your life you're just astounding me like it's just i i just love i could listen to you all day honestly <laughs> because no because it's it's what you're saying is just so true and i love the way you describe that people find the um oh yeah this isn't good this isn't the right <laughs> size da, 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 da. and it's, it's the same when um it's the same when people like you know um when they use white sage and a lot of people are like oh i don't like the smell da, 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 da. and it's like because mm, it's bringing up something it's how bringing... about like i don't like this crystal it's not doing anything for me <laughs> I don't like this mat. It's too thin. No, it's too thick. You know? There, I, I, yeah. 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 I learned that. I learned, trust me, I would, I, when I would say to my, I'm not doing that. I'd say to my husband, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And he's like, why? And I'm like, because I, I, it just doesn't, but it wasn't anything to do with the external. I was using excuses because I didn't want to go within. Because it's hard to look within sometimes. But I love the way you, because I'm all about journaling as well. I always talk about journaling. And, you know, the thing is, whether it's the crystal, whether it's the Shanti mantra, whether whatever you're doing, it's going to bring up things. And I love the way that you say to put it in a journal. And I remember also, you know, I, I, you know, when I say to people I went and did Ayurveda, it wasn't just the eating right and the dieting and all that. I purged. I purged because it was bringing up so much emotion, had nothing to do with the food, had nothing, it had to do with the space because like you said, you're going to do yoga in the morning, Grace. I don't want to do yoga. I don't like yoga. But what was yoga doing for me? It was pushing me out of my comfort zone and it was making me look within. So I would go back to my room and I'm crying, but I'm writing. It had nothing to do with the yoga. You know, so all these triggers, I, I did an event probably, what, three months ago and just the way the lady took over my little project, I was like, had nothing to do with her. It was something that I wasn't willing to face within myself. So it's I love the way you say that because I agree 1,000%. And I, um, you know, Conversation with Healers podcast, I am going to definitely be listening to that because i love no i do i love listening to podcasts i do a lot of um uh you know besides my podcast i also make uh candles and things you know whether with crystals or whether without actually i want i want to hear what you have to say about that as well in a moment um but even the candles i have for my supplier my um my clients and stuff 
I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to things that really get me to go, aha moment. So I can't wait to 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 listen to your podcast. But just quickly going back, what is your take about, and I, and it's nothing like I don't take it personally. I love to hear other people's opinions. When people say I've got a, uh, they call them, oh, what do they call them? They call, well, crystals with candles, candles, crystal crindles or something like that. They call them. I don't. I just say they're candles and it comes with an infused crystal or it comes with a crystal of da-da-da. So uh, what's your take on that? Does it give you pleasure? Do you find it beautiful? Then, you know, yeah. it's all good. I mean, well, it's not... Um, you know, for, for me to, to connect with the crystal, I, I do yeah, yeah. like them on my body. <laughs> but I, you know, there are the water bottles with crystals and there are all sorts yeah. of things. Like I have, I have this little guy, the crystal tree. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all, all for, if again, if it's, if it's giving you some sort of pleasure and, and, and peace and, and Ooh. beauty, you know, go for it. Yeah, as I said, I was going to show you this one here because I made this one for myself actually and it's got a huge piece of rose quartz in it with little rose quartz. But I don't burn it. I don't burn it because I just love the way it just sits in there. Um, you know, uh, if I could ever, if you ever toured my house, you, there's crystals everywhere. And like you said, it's because I like to sit next to a crystal. Um, they're not necessarily all in, um, they're not necessarily all in jars of wax. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to to hear your take on that, and uh, I really appreciate that. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, you talk about uh, you hold space with energetic wounds. Um, so now, when when we say holding space for someone, I know what that means. You know, you're there, you're present for someone, you let them go through their journey or go through what they're going through. Um, but having said that, with times now where, well, now we're opened up, but um, how did how did you find, were you still able to heal or help people with the pandemic on like a Skype or a StreamYard or thing like that? Were you still able to do that sort of line of work where you can help hold space with a person? Well, before the pandemic, I had sort of a 50-50. I would see people here in my house, in this room, in person. I also would see people from all over the world through an online connection. And what I found was I was being drawn more and more to the online connection because it's me being in my safe space the person being in their safe space they don't have to drive anywhere and also i can connect with someone in australia and someone in in turkey or europe or, or in the us it didn't matter where we were and then in, at the end of 2019 i actually had an intuitive guidance sort of a push if you will tell me that I needed to close my in-person practice and just begin, move all my private work to online, to on online space. So at the end of 2019, December 31st, I actually stopped seeing clients in person and I moved all my sessions to online. 
And then three months after that, COVID hit the pandemic. Um, well, it had become before that, but the, the quarantine started. So I, I found out very quickly what that was about. But for me, it just it was aligned. It made sense because I was finding that um, I'm I'm it didn't matter whether the person was here or we were connecting online. In fact, in a lot of times, I'm able to go even um, deeper in sensing and feeling into an issue when when we're in a remote situation. There's no physical barrier. Like I can sort of I can reach and feel into the body if that makes sense. So um, for me personally, um, pandemic has been very, very, um, it's been a, a very much a learning and evolving journey and it continues to be. And just switching everything to online was just a, uh, an organic and, um, and pleasurable part of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, sure does, because the thing is too, I find that the world needs more people like yourself um, and like, and, and I love the fact that you're able to reach, I mean, whether you want to call technology these days a curse or a blessing, it's both, but it's also, it's definitely a blessing because you can reach more people. Um, and like you said, there are people who could be in all places of the world and you can still reach. I mean, we're in two parts of the world. Uh, you know, what? I'm not sure what time it's there. It's what, 6 p.m. or something there? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's, it's almost 11 a.m. here in Melbourne. So who's to say you couldn't? Um, connect with another person and also um, like you said as well where when the person is in their safe space I think they tend to also open up a lot more because you know although you're there to heal in a physical form your mind could be like oh I've parked my car down the road am I going to get a fine oh then I have to take the kids to school after this you know what I mean you've got always things going on whereas when you're in your safe space you 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 close your door whatever you are and you're able to express yourself more I believe as well so I um I, I think uh your intuition or your guide whoever told you was in a good spot at the right time and I and I and I've really loved that um so you know I the thing is you go on to you know, your offerings to take the quiz to determine your energetic wounds. Part of me is afraid to do that, I'll be honest with you, because I think oh, I've probably healed most of my wounds, but I, you know, but hey, you know. Look, here's what I'm going to say about this the quiz yeah. is there for awareness purposes. It's a 12 question quiz, and it's going through all the energetic wounds that I am aware of. And I always say, if I know more, I will add to it. I want people to know that I have said yes to 11 of those and 10 years ago i would have said yes to 12 of those and the one question that i know now is you know is no longer applies to me is about it's about whether i trust my intuition and now i do i didn't 10 years ago Ooh. so and and i know that looking at these things that can awaken a certain amount of dread and shame and sadness which is why at the end of the quiz i'm sharing an emotional freedom technique tapping with you to help you deal with whatever comes up and the quiz itself is very very quick it's 
like I said, 12 quick questions, but I want you to be aware. So I'm someone who lives with 11 wounds as defined in this quiz. And I have to be very responsible in taking care of my self-healing needs every single day to be able to be there for myself, to be able to be there for my daughter and for my clients. So it's not to say that you have a wound and you're going to be like condemned forever. No, but it's also not to say you have a wound. You went to one healing session with me or someone else and you will be healed. In fact, someone asked me, a client asked me that question today. The answer to that is it's not about getting rid of the wound. It's about finding out why is this wound coming up to the surface now? What is it here to tell me? What is it here to teach me? What, what remaining thing in it, what remaining layer in it is asking for forgiveness, healing, love, understanding? Because we heal in layers. You might think that you healed, you may, and you may have healed 99% of the layers, but there's that one layer remaining that's waiting to be heard by you. And the layers that come up at any point in time are the layers that you're ready, willing, and able to heal in that moment. So you are in charge. Your system is in charge. Your system knows what you can handle. So it's not gonna give you anything that will um, overwhelm you. It might make you slightly uncomfortable in the moment, but it will give you even the same, even if you have one wound, it will keep giving it to you in different like dresses, in different formats so that you can, um, you can experience your evolution. It's not about 100% being cured or being healed even. It's about you experiencing yourself in your different stages of evolution and change and giving yourself to the chance to evolve and change. So it's sacred work. It's never ending work. And even when you feel like you have healed all the wounds of this lifetime, there's other lifetimes, there's your ancestors, there's your blood and soul family. So we have work to do. So let's get to work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't end there. You thought it was ending there? No, but wait, we have more for you. And I and I agree with that. And I again I agree as well because you know we talk about I talk about a lot of people when I say, you know, they, they, they start to talk to me about something that they healed and then the way that they react to it, I'm like, no, 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 that's still an opened wound. Uh, it's not a scar. I call them scars. Where scar is the one where you can talk until the cows come home and it's nothing. You've really healed that part. Uh, but like you said, if you think, yeah, I've healed that, I've healed that, and then you start talking and opening up and then all of a sudden you get into that, you know, energetic emotion or whatever's happening, I always go, that's okay. It's, it's just, it's open, it's scar, and you need to heal it still, and it's okay. But like you said, I, you know, there's times where, you know, I would say to my husband, why, why am I, never, I've ne I never ever asked a question, why me, when I got cancer, because it happened, uh, it happened for, it happened to me, not for me, no, it happened for me, not to me, I always say. So there was a lesson in that. You know, I say to people, was I surprised I had breast cancer? Yeah, of course. Was I surprised I had breast cancer? No. 
So, and that's because I had a lot of wounds. I had a lot of open wounds that I needed to heal. Um, but there are days also in life, you know, where I just sit there and I think to myself, wow, why is life wanting to, you know, if, if, you know, I, I use it as a metaphor, but it's like, why is life holding me by the neck to the ground? What am I not learning? What am I not letting go of? Because sometimes it could be something you're not even letting go of. You're holding it so tight. So, you know what I mean? It's it's great how you say that because it's a matter. And then you think, oh, yeah, I've dealt with that. It's like, no, you haven't. But wait, <laughs> you know, you have more. But it's like you said, it's not getting rid of it. It's understanding it. It's accepting it. It's, ma it's making it move past you and then you go, okay, I, I know what that is and not have that reaction still to it because um, we all have wounds. And like you said, you know, I, I remember doing a, um, uh, what do you call it, hypnosis. I'm not much into hypnosis, but I tried it once. And what I saw was my grandmother, my mother and me saying the exact same words. And that scared me because I went, oh, wow, you know, I can see how it's come down, you know. It, that was that, it just, it came down three generations but not knowing. Does that make sense? You know, I didn't realise I was doing exactly what my grandmother was doing, exactly what my mother was doing and it wasn't getting, they weren't getting help in their lives, you know what I mean? They weren't healing themselves and I'm thinking, why aren't I healing myself? And then I realised I was using that same pattern. Yeah. So what you were doing, Grace, was you were, um, well, you have been resourcing yourself, mm. meaning you, as this chain, as part of this chain, you came to a point where you realized you don't want to be continuing this, this chain of events or, or patterns. And the reason that you were able to even see that is you brought yourself to such a place where your nervous system could handle seeing it. Mm. And that's called self-healing. That's called surrounding yourself with inner and outer resources. So you feel that well, you feel that well. And oftentimes when people start crystal healing or any type of healing, they would tell to, tell to me, um, you know, some people go in and in the first session, they're like, oh, my God, fireworks. This is amazing. And then some people come out of it and say, I didn't feel anything. Nothing happened. And I say, mm -hmm. and I remind them like their well has been so empty for so long. This is just a droplet into that well, into that container. Like you have to keep dropping the droplets. You have to keep resourcing yourself, refilling yourself to the point that it comes to fullness and it overflows out of you. That's what we want as healers. Our All of our healing is to fill our wells and then to flow it out into the world. So if you find yourself not feeling it yet, just stick with it. Mm -hmm keep doing this inner self-healing work every single day. Yeah, and I agree with you as well because it's true. A lot of people are like, yeah, I don't get anything out of it. And it's like, just just have patience. And it is scary. It is scary, like you oh, said. Yeah. 
what what else am I going to discover? Like, what if what I discover is too big for me to handle? Like, I don't want to see initially. But like I said, if you're drawn to something, it's very likely that your system is already at a place that is able to handle whatever it will show you. Like the pattern that was shown to you wasn't a mistake. It was something you called into your presence through your resourcing, through your self-healing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true because um, that's like when I say to people, part of the work that I've done in Peru and things, and people would say, what's that like? And I'm like, well, it's it's nothing. You it, When you do that sort of work, whether it's with healing, with crystals, Reiki healing, whatever it is, it's nothing that's going to go, oh, I'm going to pop up and you don't know what I am. It's, it's something you're going to know what it is. It's never something you don't know. It's something you could have suppressed, but it's not going to surprise you and go, and you go, what is this? It's, and it's the same with looking in the mirror. A lot of people cannot look in the mirror because obviously it is the window to the soul and the soul doesn't lie. The eyes don't lie. So you can lie to yourself until forever. But the moment you look in the mirror, a lot of people can't do that because that's the truth. And like you said, there's so much healing to go on that they, they're scared to look at that. They, they're like, oh, I can't. I can't look at that part of myself just yet. And like you said, your soul, the universe, spirit, whatever you want to call it, says, no, it's okay. You're okay. You'll, you'll be okay. Just look at it. It's, it's going to probably hurt. It's probably going to make you angry. It's probably going to make you resentful for a while or whatever it is, but you're okay to start looking into it further. You know, look at it, look at it. Where does it come from? Like you said, and I love the way you said also because a lot of things come from being your, from your inner child. You know, a lot of them come from the inner child. You know, and I remember just recently uh, there was a, a you know, um, Adele, you know, I was watching her and Oprah said to her, you know, what about your seven-year-old self or something like this? And she said she was scared and she was lonely. And Oprah said, but look at her now. Don't forget. Look at where you are now. You know, so a lot of people think, oh, that, that's still that wounded child. But did you forget where you've come? Look how far you've come in your life. So go back to that wounded child and tell her it's going to be okay. Hmm. You know, it's going to be okay. But a lot of people cannot still connect that to, they connect that, the wounded child to today you know they still see it as two separate things and when you start seeing it like that you're going to always hurt from the past you know um, and, and I mean some things I was actually talking to a client today there are things that are stored in the body and in the field that are not with words mm. because like pre-five years old, we don't necessarily have a full grasp of words. We don't define our experience with words. Our experiences are emotions and they're, they're physical things. Um, and there are things that are beyond physical that we're actually more open to as children. And this particular person was experiencing issues with, with their throat. 
and my sense was it's not even like when we have a discomfort when we have something going on in the body we assume that's just there but I was seeing or I was feeling into this person's field and I could feel unmet needs all the way reaching back to like womb even so all those things come up to the throat and they become a knot in the throat because you can't give words to them words aren't enough words aren't able to define that so when we say well when i say working with the inner child what i mean is we have to dive into your energetic field to go into those those places where these experiences that led to that knot are stored and and to be able to do that you do need help that's Mm -hmm. very very hard to do by yourself yeah that's right just gets you know and having said that you know i i would definitely highly recommend um people come and and you know and you know come to your and 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 check out your services because it's all about going to i always say to people if i don't have the answer i will find someone who can help you um i'm not sitting here knowing at all that's not my job it's not my i'm not at service to do that either but i i really really uh you know suggest and hope that listeners or people watching this you know reach out to delma because i feel energetically i feel things you know and i don't i always say to people i have a sixth sense about people and it's not seeing them dead but i energetically feel that what you have to offer can help so many people because it like we're saying it's not just a matter of taking a magic pill but it's healing yourself you want to get to that end of your days whenever it may be and be at peace with yourself you know, that's 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 the main goal is where you say, I'm good. Am I checking out now? All right, okay, but I'm good about it, you know, and not have things that you regret or things that you still held on to or like we say, you haven't been able to express it. Um, so I really, really loved having you on my show. I really did. Um, and I'll be checking out also the 40 Days Shantama. I'll be getting that off Amazon. And I'll also have the link, guys. I'll have the link for everything Dalma has to offer because I believe that, you know, to help your journey, whatever you're going through to help your journey, you need someone to also assist you to heal yourself within yourself. Um, She's there to guide you, to help you, you know. So take that. Take it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, doing what you do. Yeah, what you do, Grace. People don't realize how much work this is, how much like um energetic work it is to actually hold conversational space. So thank you. As a podcast host, I know. So <laughs> I appreciate you. So anybody listening, you can go to a drop of ohm.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. You can take the Your Energetic Wounds quiz. I have a little mini course about crystals. Um, I also have um, on Amazon, I have a crystal healing journal that you can purchase and a gratitude journal, 40 days of gratitude, in addition to the 40 days of um, Shanti mantra journal. 
and anything I do is to uh, to help heal energetic wounds, whether I help people who are on a more self-healing journey or partnering with people who want to go do deeper work on an energetic level. So I'm available. Reach out to me if with any questions you have. Uh, it's just been, like, honestly, I think I will have all your links to your Instagram, your Facebook, um, your websites, everything available for those that really and I, and I really do encourage people if you're listening or you're watching this to really um you know reach out reach out because this is something that will be of benefit to you um I'm definitely going to go to Amazon and do some um shopping <laughs> so because I, I do I love I love um I not only do I support the people who have got books out there and things like that but I always say that when I purchase a book from one of the guests that I have, you know, not every guest has a book and that's fine too. Um, but to me, it feels like it's a connection. I feel like I get to understand and know the person a little bit better as well on a personal level. So that's why I get it. Um, and I read them or I, I start using them if they're journals and things like that. Cause I'm always, you can't see behind me on my bookshelf, but just, uh, no, the, the top one no just here where these things are just on the other side of that i've just got like journals um i don't have enough i don't you can never have enough <laughs> you get not enough crystals not enough journals i'm with you <laughs> <laughs> you know i just love it you know when I'm, I'm i'm doing some sort of you know an everyday journal i've got uh you know if i'm doing a meditation thing um i you know it's 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 blown my mind how i cannot remember the the meditation the silent meditation i, I did um, but yeah, when I went through that, we weren't allowed a journal. Um, it's definitely 12 days in silent meditation. You meditate 16 hours a day. You're not allowed to talk to anyone. You're not allowed to have eye contact, nothing. But I remember coming out of there and I was, I think I wrote for 16 days because <laughs> you're not allowed to write. Um, you know, when I did my Ayurveda, I'm in a journal, you know, I'm, I'm forever journaling what I'm thinking because I feel that it's a great way to express yourself. Um, and because sometimes, like you said, sometimes words aren't enough. And I remember pages are, are dug into like four or five pages. You know, it's like I was almost with a knife and it was just a scribble or something because it was that moment that I felt that. And then the next day it's a flowing, I'd have a flower. <laughs> um, but I really highly, highly recommend you guys reach out to Delma. Uh, having said all of this, I really appreciate having you um, on my podcast. I cannot wait to connect with you again. I'm going to go shopping on Amazon and um, hopefully I can, you know, convince you to do another podcast with me. I'd love to. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, did you want to say anything else before we wrap up? You know what? This has been so much fun. Thank you. And thank you to everyone listening. Thank you. And to everyone else, thanks for listening in. Hope you guys appreciate this episode like I do. And like always, I wish you so much love and light. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today. And I'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead. And I hope I've been able to serve you in any way. You know, I hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal, feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey. And if this episode helped you today, please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this. 
As I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer, nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared. And I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way. And it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode. So if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.